0: Calling Dick Tracy, calling Dick Tracy.
1: The Bologna Diamond has just been stolen from the museum. Calling Dick Tracy.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is your spectral magical
1: host, WDW Radio, your information station. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 350 for the week of February 9th, 2014. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience. And bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, my videos, blog, live broadcasts, special events, my Walt Disney World trivia books, audio tours, and more. You can find everything over at wdwradio.com. So, this week, I'm gonna bring you with me to some place in Walt Disney World you may have never been to before and possibly never even heard of. It's one of the resort's true hidden treasures and is filled with wonderful details history and experiences for the entire family and there's also a little bit of Walt there himself too. So join me as we explore the secrets, stories and things to do at the Tri-Circle D Ranch at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Also, be sure and tune in to WDWRadioLive.com. This Wednesday at 7:30 p.m. Eastern, as I finally reveal what is 102. I've been secretly working on a project for over a year, and I've been asking you on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram over the past few months what you think 102 is. Well, I'm finally ready to tell you live during my video broadcast and chat on this week's WDW Radio Live Show. Stay tuned to the end of this show as I'll have some updates and announcements, including information about our next. WDW Radio Meet of the Month in Walt Disney World. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of The WDW Radio Show. This week, I want to bring you somewhere with me in Walt Disney World that chances are you probably have never been to before. And many of you may not even know that it exists, or if you do, what's there, what to do, and some of its secrets. And as you probably know, Fort Wilderness is one of the three original resorts at Walt Disney World, along with the Contemporary and the Polynesian. This was uh, one of the first places available to guests as part of Walt's Florida Project. And with the Chinese New Year celebrating the Year of the Horse... There's no better time to share a little bit about the Tri-Circle D Ranch at Fort Wilderness. So I thought this week I would be joined by a man who looks as good on a horse as he does off of it. He is author, historian, equestrian, and so much more. He is, of course, Jim Corcus, the author of The Vault of Walt series of books. Who's Afraid of the Song of the South? And your latest book, Jim Corcus, is... The Book of Mouse, but again, people shouldn't forget the Vault
0: of Walt, uh, Volume Two, which has that wonderful uh, foreword by that uh, Disney expert and authority and (laughs) trivia book author Lou Mangiello. That's that's worth the cost of the book (laughs) just by itself.
1: It is a love fest in here, Jim. But Jim, you know, you and I, we have known each other for years. We have done a lot. We have discussed even more. We've eaten probably more than we should have. And one of the places that we have never been together, and I think a lot of people have probably not been to, believe it or not, is I think one of those overlooked gems at Walt Disney World. It's the Tri-Circle D Ranch. And, And I think one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is because not only do I want to talk about What's there and the, and the things to do, but it's got a great history behind it as well.
0: Oh, oh, ab- absolutely! I'm I'm ready to uh, uh, saddle up and slap <laughs> leather uh, on the uh, uh, fastest uh, podcast uh, in the east here to uh, open up this uh, this little uh, hidden gem. And 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 you're absolutely right. I, I think uh, there's so much to do at Disney World, and and again, it was designed as a vacation destination. So it wasn't just centered uh, uh, around a theme park. It was uh, centered around, uh, there were water activities, there were golfing, and, uh, uh, of course, uh, the the Tri-Circle D uh, Ranch. And, of course, Tri-Circle refers to the the three circles that would make up, you know, the silhouette of uh, uh, Mickey's face. I'm surprised how many people don't, Uh, catch that immediately. And of course, the D standing uh, uh, for Disney, I've actually had uh, uh, Disney fans tell me, oh, yes, isn't that the name of the uh, ranch on the adventures of Spin and Marty on the original Mickey Mouse Club? And the answer is no, no, it's not. The the ranch on Spin and Marty was uh, actually the triple R. And I have no idea what the three R's were supposed to be, because I don't think they ever mentioned them in the serial. Maybe they did in the, uh, uh, original novel, uh, Marty Markham, uh, uh that, uh, the serial was based on, but nope, the, the triple R is Spin and Marty. And the, uh, one out here in, uh, uh, Florida is the Tri-Circle D Ranch, you know, um, which is, which is nice. And out at Disneyland, uh, it's the, uh, Circle D Corral, uh, since 1980, before then, uh, it was, uh, called the Pony Farm, and we're going to be, uh, talking a little bit about that, and I'm going to be very, I'm always excited, I'm always excited, uh, but I'm going to be excited to, to talk a little bit, uh, about that history, but you're absolutely right, Lou, I think the Tri-Circle D Ranch is, it's sometimes awkward to get there, that, um, it it just doesn't occur uh, uh, to guess uh, to get out that way. But you've been out to the Tri-Circle D Ranch a couple of times, haven't you?
1: I have, and you're right. And and the thing about Fort Wilderness is, I, I think it is maybe sometimes off-putting to people because like, oh, it's such a pain to get there because you got to park and you got to take a bus. But I think you know, like driving from Jersey to Disney World, getting there is half the fun, right? Driving through and, <laughs> and getting on a bus. Um, one of the things that I like to do and. Well, well, you're opening up the
0: fact that getting away from Jersey at all is, is fun, <laughs> whether whether it's on a bus or not. But uh, but yes, I you know I it I, I was put off by the fact of, well, you know it's it's not on the monorail thing. You know it it it's difficult. It's not as difficult to get over there as people think. You know right. you you can drive over there to the parking lot, or you can take uh, the boat over for crying right. out loud. You can take the boat from. Uh, uh, Magic Kingdom uh, over, it, if you want, and you're you're right there in that location. But and that's if, you an know, attraction. You that's that. that... Car, you've got to take a bus, but there's three buses, and all three of them go up to the Tri-Circle D Ranch.
1: Yeah, and I think the I think the boat ride, which a lot of people just don't think about, is an attraction. I think you get to see some beautiful parts of Bay Lake getting over there, and sometimes you can go mm-hmm. and, and and you can see remnants of old river country. As you're going by, yeah. you can see the sneaker tree, you can see Discovery Island, you can see some really <laughs> neat things out there as well, too. There's actually a third way to get out over to Pioneer Hall and the Tri-Circle D Ranch and, and Hoop-dee-doo and all that. And it's one of the things that I like. Parachuting? Parachuting. Like don't can, keep us in suspense. What's the third you, way? Right. You take your parasail and just cut the cord and hope that you let. No, what you do is you go over to um, the check-in area and you can actually rent a golf cart. And this is one of the things I like doing during the holidays. Ah. Yeah. Do I like doing it during Halloween and during Christmas mm-hmm. time. Uh, I think it's about – Forty to f- $45, $50. dollars. I- I've done it with the box a few times. We're actually live broadcast. I sort of take the camera with me and we, we drive through because I like riding past the campsites and seeing the holiday decorations and the Halloween mm-hmm. decorations. They do an amazing job there. And you can, can sort of get around on your own. It's fun. Then we go over to the campfire and the movie and the, with Chip and Dale and, and it's a nice way to sort of explore the resort on your own. But yeah, I, I have been out to the ranch and some of the things that are there too because I think, Jim, when they hear Tricycle D Ranch, people say, oh yeah, that's that's where the horses are stabled, right? Which is true. Mm-hmm. That is where the, the, the Belgian horses that pull the trolleys over at the Magic Kingdom are stable there but there's a lot more to it. It's not just a place that Disney puts the horses at night. You can actually go and visit. You can see those horses there. You can see the blacksmith shop. There's a petting farm there that for little kids. They've got you know mm-hmm. goats and I mean not that you can. Well,
0: yeah, that's where that's where Minnie Moo used to be before oh. she 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 went to the went to Cow
1: Heaven to greener so, pastures. Uh... She literally went to greener <laughs> pastures. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she went to that Disney pasture in the in in the sky there. Yes. Yeah. Carriage rides, a uh, pony rides. yeah, uh, uh, over there, and and again, you have to to weigh less than eighty pounds, uh, which is roughly what I eat in one meal. Yeah. So that, that, that <laughs> yeah, pony don't... rides are off the off the uh, uh, chart for me here. But but uh, if you have uh, young children, uh, that's that's a, a wonderful uh, uh, adventure there. The the ponies are um, uh, all adults. They're not. They're not. Even though they're small, they're all. Uh, uh, adults, and uh, you can be following in the footsteps of uh, Walt Disney because Walt Disney uh, uh, taught both of his uh, young daughters h- how to ride. Diane was telling me that, yeah, he'd, he'd put her on a, a, a big old pony and, and hold the uh, uh, rope and walk around for hours just so that she could get over her uh, initial apprehension of, you know, uh, horses and being on a horse.
1: Yeah. And, and the thing that's nice about the pony rides, and this is, Jim, I, I think so many people, especially that take little kids to Walt Disney World, have no idea. The petting farm and the pony rides are is so ideal for the younger kids in mm-hmm. your family or friends because the petting farm, again, is very small. It's very intimate. The, the animals are very tame. Again, the goats and things like that. And the pony rides, I think the cost is still maybe like two dollars. Like maybe it's up to three dollars now. I mean, it is I, very. I, I, I know
0: I know it's minimal. i'm I'm gonna to defer to the box people again because the box people know everything. And I've lived long enough to know never to, you know, <laughs> never to outguess the box people. The box and, and people it, know,
1: and it changes all the time. But I mean, it. it listen, it, it's probably under five dollars to to let your kids take a pony ride. It's in, in a fenced sort of circuit area, so it's very, very safe. And and the you know the trainers and the handlers there are, are wonderful. Um, there's also a blacksmith shop, right? Which Oftentimes there's not a lot going on, but if you're lucky, you can see them making the horseshoes and affixing them to the horses' hooves. Um, you might get to see them. A, a,
0: a carriage rides, you can yeah. get a carriage ride? And and uh, Lou, I, I think you were telling me uh, that uh, you've actually been on the trail ride. That's a, that's an adventure I've never uh, taken. What's that like?
1: Yeah. So if, if in in terms of things to do there, right, there are carriage rides. There's the horse drawn. Carriage rides, which are beautiful, similar to the ones that you would do over in Port Orleans during the holiday times, it is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Take your family, take your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever it may be. Um, take, though- take take both of
0: them. Don't be <laughs> it, it's a Disney vacation. You've already spent a ton of money. Take take, take both of them. Yeah. But uh, but what I, I've always been curious about the trail ride because I've I've seen pictures in the brochure and. And uh, all of that. And as I said, I've, I've never uh, uh, taken that. It, it is that a, a beautiful experience? Or it's is that beautiful.
1: A- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's um, – I think you can sort of – I think, again, there's the one in Port Orleans, which is sort of going through the pathways around the Sasagula. And the one at Fort Wilderness really takes you through, like, the pine and the cypress trees. You sort of forget that you were in Walt Disney World. I, I think it's really – and you can fit – Four to five people in there, like a couple adults, maybe two, three kids in there. They cost about $45 or so for about 25 minutes, a half hour. It's a little bit more during the holidays. It's maybe about $60, $65, really when it's sort of a, a sleigh ride there. Uh, they also have wagon rides, sort of the, the horse-drawn wagon rides. Those are... I think they leave twice a night, like six and eight, or six or eight thirty by Pioneer Hall. Those are forty-five dollars. Those are forty-five minutes, but those are only like eight dollars for guests ten and up, and I think five dollars for younger. So they're and they're group rides, right? It's more of a, a bigger wagon ride, probably about thirty guests or so. You could actually rent the whole thing out yourself if you want. Uh, they run about, I think, three hundred dollars. But the thing that I did, Jim, that again you talked about. Walt Disney World being the vacation kingdom of the world, right? That was the Mm tagline when it opened. Was you can go horseback riding, and I don't. And listen, I I just you know I make the height requirement. I'm way past the weight requirement, but you could actually do (laughs) full blown horseback riding on trails. So if you are nine years of age or older, at least forty eight inches. I just make that. Uh, a maximum weight of 250 pounds. You can actually go horseback riding, and whether you are a beginner mm-hmm. or even interme- intermediate, it's a beautiful, relaxing way to explore areas of Fort Wilderness that you cannot get through otherwise. You go through the woodland and areas. Do you, have,
0: do you have a guide going along with you?
1: You do. You sort of go in a in a, um, a, a sort of a convoy um, with a guide mm-hmm. in the front and the guide in the back. Um, and you, there's you know all kinds of animals. I remember seeing deer's and ducks and rabbits and and armadillos. Very nice, very relaxing. Uh, they leave. And,
0: and they're all audio animatronics. right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a beautiful. You, I, I'm telling you, it lets you sort of forget kind of where <clears> you <throat> are. You forget that the Magic Kingdom is almost, literally with, within earshot away. Um, you, a couple of things to note. Uh, you can't sort of carry anything with you. You can carry a small camera, but um, you know, no, no backpacks and things like that. So you can you can hide those, you can put those in storage lockers. And these leave at like 8:30, 10, 11.31 and I think 230 throughout the day. Very, very mm-hmm. inexpensive. I think it again is maybe 40, 45 dollars or so. Again, those prices can change. And my only bit of advice, Jim Cork, is, is if you can avoid it. Try not to go in the middle of summer because it gets a little oh,
0: okay. hot. <laughs> okay, now, now you've got my curiosity peaked. Why, why should why should I not get on a uh, uh, a horse at Walt Disney World in the summer?
1: I listen. You shouldn't be outside at, in Florida in the middle of the summer if
0: you can avoid it. <laughs> well, that, that that's certainly true. Yes. Yeah. It,
1: it, 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 it. The day I happened to go was very warm. It was very humid. Um, so dress accordingly, uh, you know, dress, you know, be prepared. There are going to be some areas where it isn't going to be shaded, but there are some beautiful areas in there as well too that you don't get to explore. Otherwise, um, really, really nice thing to do again. If you want to sort of plus up your trip with your family, your son, your mom, your friend, whatever it may be, you know, a bunch of guys, bunch of girls, horseback riding is I think something Jim that's so far off the radar for people, because you don't sort of associate Walt, same thing like with bass fishing. People are like, wait, you can fish in Walt? Yeah, you can mm-hmm. fish, you can do horseback riding. This well, is well, one of those yeah, cool things.
0: I, actually, there's early morning fishing trips where they'll take you around to all of these uh, uh, areas uh, uh, to fish. Uh, my brothers have uh, been on that, and, and it's a catch and release uh, uh, type of thing, but but it's amazing. It, it Again, it's like... All of Disney World just belongs to you at that yeah. moment, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, Nothing
0: it, else there. Now, now the 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 trail rides what about uh, 45 minutes?
1: About 45 minutes. Again, you're not, you know, look, if you're trying to get if you're going to try and gallop like uh, you know, the the closing scenes of Indiana Jones, you're not going to be doing that, right? It's very tame. You walk single file. So if, if you are a uh, an advanced rider and want to sort of take the reins and run off on your own and, on a blazing steed down uh, you know i-4 it's not gonna happen but um, that,
0: that, that's not for you well well uh, even though I can't take anything with me I, I can dress up in my cowboy outfit right <laughs> I, 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 I I can have my my uh, my my holster and my uh, no gun though no no gun you can dress
1: holster. up like sheriff woody yeah uh, <laughs>
0: And and, and and cowboy hat and uh, and and all of that yeah that And that go do your be, thing. Uh,
1: it is a lot of fun. Well,
0: well hey, well hey, let, let's talk a little bit about the history of Walton uh, horses and uh then we'll circle back uh, on these uh, cayuses back to the Tricircle D Ranch and we'll we'll talk about some of the hidden treasures over there but again, absolutely free, absolutely free yeah. to 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 see uh, uh, and enjoy um uh, over there, you know.
1: And I, th- I, th- I was, I was, thinking- was, was say, the thing I peop- I think people might not know, you know, they know about Walt and his love of trains, but they don't really know about Walt and his love of horses. So there is a direct connection to Walt. And obviously, you'll talk about the places here that you can see it. But in terms of of history, Walt, he loved horses as well, too. <laughs>
0: He loved horses so much he would marry one if he could. That, that's how much he loved horses. Not not and, call, and, and, you and, didn't yeah, just call you know, Lillian you know, a horse.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 you know why the, uh, the pony couldn't talk, right? <laughs> he was a little horse. Oy. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, oh my gosh. We, we just have way too much fun here. And people are just listening in while that's going on. Yeah, you know, I I think people immediately recognize that Walt, uh, you know, uh, uh, loved uh, trains. And and I I think people even suspect that Walt uh, really loved dogs, which which he did, you know, ever ever since he was uh, a little boy. But equally, uh, he had this great love. Uh, uh of horses you know in, in fact uh, uh growing up on that farm in Marceline Missouri that was his first you know interaction with with, with horses on there and fell in love with that and and of course the the uh, uh, iconic story was when he was uh, 7 years old in in Marceline uh one of his uh, uh best adult friends was uh, uh Doc Sherwood uh, who had retired from practicing medicine, so he was able to spend a lot of time with Walt and tell stories and all that. And uh, uh, Doc Sherwood had this uh, magnificent Morgan horse called Rupert. And uh, so in order to um, encourage Walt in his drawings, uh, you he know, told Walt to uh, come over one day and bring his crayons and his, his big uh, uh, sheet uh, tablet, and uh, Doc Sherwood was going to give him a, a nickel to draw a picture of of Rupert. And so this little seven-year-old kid, you know, starts drawing. But uh, but Rupert was in one of his uh, moods that day, very skittish, and so he was constantly moving around. So you know, and and Walt was not a quick sketch artist. So you know, he starts to draw the the horse from one angle, and and Rupert, you know, it turns around in a different direction. So he tries to start again, and and all of this. And uh, uh, Walt pretty much described the final result as a mess, but um, Doc Sherwood, you know, praised it, gave him a nickel, and so that's the very first money Walt ever earned for drawing something. And uh, over and above that, Sherwood actually framed the drawing and hung the picture in his living room. And so, you know, uh, think of the encouragement of of a young artist at that point. you know, for that to happen. And even as an adult, Walt continued this great love of of horses. You know, he he had his own uh, stable of polo ponies. Um, uh, June, Slim, Nava, Arrow, Partner, Tacky, and Tommy. Boy, I, I really need to get a girlfriend or a wife that I, I can remember that. And and for and for those of you who can't remember that, uh, that that's in uh, one of the chapters of uh, uh, the revised Vault of Walt, where I talk about uh, uh, love of uh, Polo. And 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 again, I I told you that he taught his daughters how to, how to ride, and so you know he'd have a, a, a saddle up on a sawhorse at home. Uh, but one of the things that most people don't realize is that. Um, uh, in uh, 1938, Walt was a member of the Rancheros Vistadores.
1: Of course, we and all I know, and I know you're asking
0: the same <laughs> question that Lou's asking right now. What the heck is the Rancheros Vistadores?
1: Isn't that? Well, isn't, it's like a chalupa. It's the same thing as a chimichanga. It's tor- <laughs> no. It's Am like I, a churro. <laughs> is that
0: what you're trying to tell me? It's uh, not a Taco Bell made. It's Spanish for, uh, well, I know that you wouldn't know because neither you and I would ever be invited to be a member of this group. Rancheros Vistadores is Spanish for uh, the visiting ranchers. And uh, it it was a group that was started in the 1930s, Uh, 1930 in fact, I think exactly, uh, for business uh, professionals, for, you know, the high and mighty type people. Uh, You know, and for one week, uh, they would go on a horseback ride in the outdoors of the uh, Santa Inez uh, Valley around uh, the Santa Barbara area. So they'd be out for a week, you know, camping under the stars, you know, that type of, with their servants, of course. And members of the, members of the group were, as I said, the high and mighty type people like Ronald Reagan, Clark Gable, uh, Art Linkletter, Gene Autry, P.K. Wrigley of, the, of Chewing Gum fame hmm. was a member, and Bob Hope. And uh, so it was sort of a like a boys' week out uh, type thing. But you had to have an interest in and ownership of horses. And, um, you know, a, a lot of high and mighty people, uh, it, the, the, uh, the group still exists today. And Walt rode his own horse. And uh, would you like to make a guess about what his horse's name was, the horse that he rode when he rode with the Rancheros uh, Vistadores? It's Bullseye, a character.
1: Bullseye, hmm? Trigger, <laughs> Minnie Mouse. <laughs> of course, <laughs> that was my third guess.
0: Well, you, you know, and, and the other thing we, we tend to forget too is um, think of all the memorable horse characters in both the animated and live action films. So so you may want to uh, uh, have people uh, uh, do this in the comment section of what is their favorite. Disney horse either animated or or live action maybe, maybe it's uh, uh, Samson from Sleeping Beauty or or Maximus from Tangled or uh, Cyril Proudbottom Widowmaker. From, uh, uh... Yes Mr. Toad and um, or or the uh, uh one of my favorites was uh, you know the black horse in uh, in uh, Zorro uh Tornado uh you know that the the Zorro road Believe it or not, Walt personally owned that horse. And so when the Zorro television series uh, ended, uh, he made arrangements for that horse to spend out the rest of his life uh, peacefully at the Golden Oak Ranch out there in California. Hmm. And and Horace Horse Collar Horace Horse. How could I forget that? You know, you're trying. With- Listen,
1: you need to embrace the fact that Buttercup from Toy Story is your favorite. <laughs> it's okay. You've got your big butter. I've been to your house. I've seen your Buttercup plush on your bed. It's cool.
0: <laughs> well, well. See, i I think that I think this is a heated topic that should be covered in the in the comments section of uh, because again, you know, how many horses do we forget? You know, favorite uh, Comanche, Disney horse. Con. You know, from Khan.
1: Khan from oh, Mulan. What,
0: what about Khan? I don't
1: mean the, you know, I don't mean the well, William Shatner you know Khan.
0: That, uh, <laughs> Khan. is the name of, of course, the name of Mulan's horse, but is also the name of the horse that is the headless horseman's horse now at Walt Disney World. Uh, Khan is half uh, Percheron and half Thoroughbred, and um, uh, it, there used to be another horse uh, named Ike who used to be the headless horseman's uh, horse, but uh, he was uh, uh, adopted out to a family in Texas. We can talk about, uh, yes, you can adopt one of the Disney horses. There's a long waiting list, like getting into Club 33, but you can uh, But, yeah, Khan is, is the headless horseman's horse now, but believe it or not, they don't use him to pull a carriage for the carriage rides uh, because he thinks he's being chased they they discovered that when they said oh well this is wonderful what a beautiful horse and and all this and 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 then we can also have him do double duty here doing the the carriage rides when they had him out there doing that he thought he was being chased by the carriage
1: hmm.
0: all every, every horse out there has has its own personality and 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 at the Tricircle circle d ranch you know in the uh, in the uh, uh horse barn uh, uh... there that that they have uh... you know all the horses have um uh... name tags you know like disney name tags but they're huge and they have their name on them uh... and so it's there so when you go out to visit you can see that and if you talk with the cast members there uh... they'll be more than happy to tell you about you know um, the different personalities of 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 each of the these horses you know because because when they get a horse for the Tri-Circle D Ranch, it's always on probation, because they have to see how the horse interacts with other horses, uh, how uh, how the horse is going to deal with um, uh, crowds and noise and things like that, and and so there's that probation period. So when they when Disney buys a horse, it isn't like, well, I bought the horse, goodbye. It, it they bought the horse, but only on probation there, until they see you know is this a horse that's going to fit into uh, uh, a uh, Disney theme park atmosphere?
1: They actually it, just, It's
0: a lot rougher than you would think.
1: Yeah, and they actually just added, uh, as we're recording this, uh, within the last few weeks, uh, two new Clydesdales to, to the ranch family, oh. uh, Gates and Rookie. They're small yes. horses. They're only about 1,800 pounds each. So, you know.
0: <laughs> well, well, you know, they didn't used to have uh, uh, Clydesdales. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I, I asked uh, you know uh, uh, about that, and uh, you know, there, there's the uh, official Disney reason and the unofficial uh, <laughs> uh, Disney, Disney reason. The, the official Disney reason was they, they felt that uh, uh, Clydesdale's uh, um, sometimes have uh, temperament issues you know, as, a, as opposed to a Percheron or a Belgian. Belgians are the, the brown, the sort of reddish-brown, so if you think B and brown, Belgians. Uh, Percherons are the, the black horses, uh, and, and they're considered draft horses. Clydesdales are as well. And as I said, the uh, official reason was there was temperament and also the fact that Clydesdales uh, are proportionately uh, larger in size than a, than a Percheron or a, or a Belgian. But the uh, unofficial fact was that Clydesdales were associated with uh, Anheuser-Busch, you know, Budweiser. And uh, they were being showcased at uh, uh, competing entertainment venues out here, like Busch Gardens. Mm -hmm. And uh, they had some out at uh, SeaWorld. But now that uh, InBev sold off its uh, amusement parks in 2009, there's no longer that uh, Clydesdale... uh, uh, connection. I think they still have some Clydesdales, but they're not the official Budweiser Clydesdales right. anymore.
1: And they also I think they also I, have uh, and again the they the, it changes uh, all the time, but I think they also have Appaloosas, Arabians, again the Belgians, mm-hmm. the Clydesdales, Percherons, quarter horses, yeah, and the then-
0: the, the, uh, the the manager of um uh the Tri-Circle uh, uh D Ranch who also uh, is, is in charge of the ones at Disneyland and Disneyland Paris, so there's a, a level of consistency now. Uh, really wanted to see, you know, um, uh, a diversity in, in the type of horses that were out there, and and in particular loved Clydesdales. You know, I, I had one cast member t- tell me, "No, Clydesdales are so powerful they just pull the trolley off the tracks," and no, that didn't happen. <laughs> 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 but but they, but they are. Big horses, as you said, eighteen hundred pounds they can get up to two thousand pounds and more
1: yeah, and, and so. when you you know what's nice too is when you go out to the ranch, you might see them just sort of uh not sort of in their you know they're sort of in the in the the fence and stable area, but you can get up close to them and you can go over to them and and I mean they're huge, and I mean they're beautiful but incredibly huge animals you don't realize it as you're watching the trolley go by, but when you get up to them. And see uh how big and how muscular and just massive these animals are I mean, they they are beautiful
0: yeah well on, on average, they are about eighteen hands uh, uh, tall so so that's roughly uh seventy two inches and and a hand, as it was explained to me, is uh the uh, a hand is about uh four inches it, right. it was based on the uh, uh, breath of a, of a human hand as a measure. So you would, you know, because I guess you don't bring your tape measure out when you have horses and, uh, you know, uh, you're under attack and all that. you be, you know, well, let's see how tall is this horse? Well, let's you know, uh, but yeah, they're about 18 hands tall and that I'm, I'm a big guy and those horses are intimidating. <laughs> they are, but they're, but they're, they're, they're all, fr- they're all friendly and they're all saying, level, So but, docile. But, yeah. But, but but just the huge, uh, size. So, so again, if you, if you, if you have, uh, 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 children and you're taking them out there, you know, uh, you know, be sensitive that the, the child, just as when the child first sees a, uh, five foot tall mouse, you know, <laughs> they, they may be a little taken aback that these, uh so start them out with the ponies and, uh, uh, then go over, uh, you know, uh, to that. Yeah. And, and you're right. The, the, uh, the number of horses, there are constantly, uh, changing. It's usually between, uh, uh, 80 to 90 horses, uh, out there. And, and, uh, I believe they have a staff of about 30 or, or so out there and, and they're all covered by, uh, uh animal programs, mm-hmm. you know, so it's AZA accredited. It's, it's the same group that's, uh, 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 taking care of animals at uh, Disney Animal Kingdom and Living Seas with Nemo and friends. Right. So uh, these are well taken care of uh, the horses, you know.
1: And, and all the but, cast members there too are, are uh, not only are they very knowledgeable, but they will spend time with you, answering your questions and and telling you about the horses and really sort of educating you. And, and when I went with my kids once, they loved being able to talk and interact with them and and learn more, you know, and ask and ask and have their questions answered.
0: They, they they are hugely knowledgeable and and their their love and passion uh for the animals come, come across you know um uh i i'm 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 just again i'm just i'm just, uh, I'm just uh, uh, amazed and in and in awe of uh you know them uh, uh taking care of this and again all of all of this uh started way back uh... with uh, disneyland nineteen fifty five you know uh, uh... we're so used to wanting to take a look at the windows on the uh, uh, uh... second story and try and guess who those names are and what they had involved there's windows other places so on that car barn uh... on uh... uh in town square on on main street between the the uh, firehouse and the uh... the barber shop uh, there's a window uh, on the side of um, uh, the car barn, and it says Owen Pope Harness Maker. Mm. And and I'm, I'm I'm sure that, you know, 99% or more of the people who visit have no clue who Owen Pope is. Uh, basically, in um, uh, March of uh, 1951, 1951, uh Walt met with Owen and his wife Dolly to ask if they would be interested in beginning training horses for uh Disneyland and you had to start that early Disneyland didn't open until fifty five this is march fifty one You had to start that early because you had to um, uh adjust horses to the uh to the crowds um, <laughs> to the uh, uh, the sounds the loud sounds, and all that happened so in Thanksgiving uh... actually a week after thanksgiving in fifty one uh... pope and dolly moved their trailer onto the disney studio lot so they became the first and only people to ever live at the disney studio in burbank they they built stalls for uh... uh... or ten, 10 stalls for horses there so that they could train them right there at the studio Walt would come down every day to see how the training was being done. They did this for about two and a half years, you know, and um, while this was going on, you know, there was the construction at Disneyland, and there were a lot of houses on the Disneyland property. Some people know the Dominguez uh, House, which uh, uh, later became used for administration. Uh, the, the popes went and picked out a house and that house was moved to a 10-acre location uh, right behind uh, Fantasyland. It, it, today, it's, it's right, it still exists today. It's right behind Big Thunder Ranch there. And that area was uh, dubbed the Pony Farm. And then in 1980 became the Circle D Corral. But the Popes moved into that house three days before the opening of Disneyland, and they lived there at Disneyland. So they were the first and only people who actually lived in Disneyland. Backstage there, and in fact, the uh, the dog that was the live action reference model for a Tramp and Lady in the Tramp, he was a he was actually rescued from a pound. He lived out his life with the Pope's backstage there.
1: And we did and, the uh, real quick. We we did the um, and this is the only reason why I know it. We did the Adventures by Disney. Tour a couple years ago, we did a WWE mm-hmm. Radio group, and one of the places that they take you—somewhat of a spoiler alert—is to the house. It is I mean, you're right; the house is there, and it is a home. Like it is still sort of decorated inside, as it, mm-hmm. it was these people's homes.
0: And uh, yeah, and and uh, I didn't know that that was part of the Adventures uh, by Disney tour. That's another a good reason to uh, take that tour. I think it, I think they use it. That, uh, for administration now, for uh, uh, Big Thunder Ranch there. and uh, But it was in that house that Owen uh, Pope was handmaking harnesses and riggings for the horses that would work at Walt Disney World. So that's why the window says Owen Pope Harness Maker. It, it wasn't just because well we want something horsey sounding for Owen Pope <laughs> he was actually making the the harnesses and, and the riggings for the horses in that house um because uh, you know uh, uh, they the popes uh, got relocated out to florida um january 71 and and they were the ones and see this this brings us back on our riding trail back to the tri circle <laughs> d ranch um Uh, They supervised, uh, you know, the creation and the design of the Tricircle D Ranch there. Now, the Popes retired in in 1975, but they continued to visit the Tricircle Ranch at least once a year until they passed away. Uh, Dolly retired in um, September 75, which made her the very first Walt Disney World cast member to ever retire. And, uh, Owen retired the following month, uh, in October. Um, he passed away in 2000 at the age of 96 and Dolly passed away. Uh, gosh, just a couple of years, uh, 2003 and she was, uh, she was a little younger. She was 89, but, um, I, I've talked to the, uh, cast that worked there and they said, yeah, they, they loved having Owen and Dolly come by and, and visit. And that even after Owen passed away, Dolly would, would, would still come and and talk to them and, you know, love the horses and the whole, and what a wonderful heartwarming Disney story that is. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, but go ahead. I know I was going to say, we know sort of, again, to use a, a Corcusism circling back to the tri-circle D Mm -hmm. ranch. Now uh, I, I think the, the, Beauty of this place and the, the hidden gem is one of those things that's hiding in plain sight because I think you look at the ranch from the outside and you walk by and you see the horses outside the barn. What you don't realize is that you can go inside and there are two unique items slash not so secret room in there that brings us back to that that connection of Walt Disney and his love of horses and, you know, we talk about places like One Man's Dream and all these tributes to Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. This is the, you know, the undiscovered, this is sort of like the holy grail of Waltism in terms of pictures and personal connections to something that Walt really, really loved. And and obviously the other thing, too, we'll get to what I think is the coolest thing that's there, something that's absolutely beautiful to look at and to listen to. But let's talk and, first. And, and
0: and it just came back the end of, end of January. It, it was out for repairs for a couple of months because they had pulled it out, um, as part of limited time magic, right. uh, for the magic kingdom. And while it was out and operating, they found that it needed some repairs. So it was out for repairs. And so that area was empty. Uh, uh, for most of uh, uh, December and January, but it came back the last week of January. Gosh darn it. Well, let's just but, tell but them yeah, what it is. Let's, 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 tell let's, them,
1: let's, talk. let's tell them about the, the dragon calliope, because the...
0: because ah, let's, let's talk right. first about the, the small room museum, right? The right. small room museum called Walt Disney's Horses. And again, you can go out, you can take photos, all of this. I would advise... Um, uh, be careful if you're going on a Thursday. And the, the only reason I advise being careful about going on a Thursday because that is when the, vet, uh, the veterinarian comes in to examine the horses. And so sometimes they will close doors, uh, you know, uh, well, just as you would at a doctor's office, right? <laughs> but you would close doors for them to examine uh, uh, the horse because, again, uh, sometimes people who are not familiar with horses will um, misinterpret certain things like like for instance if the horse is drooling you think oh my gosh he he really needs some water no if if you have a well lubricated bit um in his mouth uh that actually activates the drool so he he's not uncomfortable at all it's just a very natural thing but but sometimes on a thursday they'll they'll close those uh uh, uh doors into the barn for a short period of time so the veterinarian can can make sure that the, uh, you know, the, the horses are, uh, healthy there. But yes, there's a little small room museum and it's called Walt Disney, uh, horses. And if you're very clever, look over to your right, because there's a little stack of flyers that mm-hmm. talk about, uh, the tri-circle D ranch and those are free. You can get that. You can get one for your friend and mail it, you know, <laughs> uh, back East to rub their nose in the fact that you're in the Florida sun and they're in the snow. um, but this is a tribute to Walt's love of horses, and there's a black-and-white drawing, uh, an original one, on um, one of the walls that uh, uh, shows a young Walt Disney uh, sketching Doc Sherwood's horse, uh, Rupert. And that same wall is decorated with black-and-white photos of uh, Walt and horses. So he's, he's on top of the Disneyland uh, uh, stagecoach. He's riding one of his polo ponies. And then the other two walls are covered with um, uh, photos of uh, uh, the, the horses at Walt Disney World over the years at, you know, at, at a variety of events and parades. And um, in, in, a, in a glass enclosure is one of the original um, 1971 harnesses. And you can tell it's the 1971 harness because it, it's got the um, uh, World Mickey Logo on it, you know. So you have that world with the longitude and latitude lines, and you have the the two ears. That that that's the uh, original one, and so that's one of the ones that Owen Pope um, uh, made himself. And uh, uh, there, there's also a display of um, uh, models of uh, horses mm-hmm. that now work at at Walt Disney World. The the different. Uh, varieties and, and a little description so you can get more familiar with that, and then there is a scale model of something that Lou has been chomping at a bit <laughs> to talk about, and it is the dragon Calliope. Tell me about this dragon calliope here Here's the scale model but but boy, scale models they're just so small nowadays
1: yeah it's you know and the first time I went, Jim, it was sort of an accidental find for me. Like I didn't know that this room Mm -hmm. existed. And then across the way inside this barn is this ginormous, intricately carved blue and white dragon calliope, this sort of horse-drawn musical instrument that Mm -hmm. is not a, you know, like so many things that were created for Walt Disney World. It was not built at Central Shops. This was something that Walt purchased back, um, correct me if I'm wrong, the Bradley and Kay Amusement Park back in the right, 1950s right,
0: uh, right. Uh, he, he purchased it because he wanted to use it in the uh, uh, Mickey Mouse Club uh, circus parade at Disneyland in in 55 there yes but yeah Bradley Bradley in okay uh, that was a small uh, amusement park uh, out there in Los Angeles and that's one of those amusement parks where Walt would uh, uh take his uh, uh young daughters out on on uh, the Sunday uh, outings and uh, and and yeah they were just being used as decorations uh, out in the the front uh entrance uh, of the park there
1: and and the um the thing that I, I didn't realize is that it you know you said it was just refurbished but it actually it, it's still a working uh it's still a working calliope and I, and i believe that they still have the button where you can hit it and oh, hear yeah. the calliope play <laughs>
0: yeah yes you can i uh, uh, so so this was as you said an authentic uh, 1907 20 whistle uh steam calliope and it's uh, an eight hitch which means usually eight uh percherons would pull it sometimes sometimes they'd cut back uh, uh to um uh six of them uh, Walt bought it for fifty thousand dollars. Hmm. Uh, back in uh, 1955 money. So that that money meant really something now. Uh, and um, he bought some other circus wagons, and they pulled off parts of some of the circus wagons while they were doing rehab, but Walt was smart enough to hold on to all of them. So when he donated all the uh, rest of the wagons to the Baraboo Circus Museum, In Wisconsin, he was able to send all of this trimming that had been pulled off. Well, some of the trimming that had been pulled off, he used to decorate the dragon calliope with. And um, In fact, uh, I don't know when the last time you were over at uh, Disneyland, but take a look at Disneyland's uh, Casey Jr. train. Right behind the engine, they have that little calliope. They have the exact same dragon that is on uh, the dragon uh, Calliope. And hmm. the, the Calliope appeared in, uh, 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 gosh, the... Toby Tyler? Yeah. Toby Tyler, Kevin Corcoran. Ke- Kevin Corcoran. And so you can see it uh, um, uh, operating uh, there. And by golly, uh, you know, it was just... Uh, of course, the Mickey Mouse Club uh, Circus Parade went belly up <laughs> just within a couple of a couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, in 62, as I said, Walt donated most of the circus wagons uh, to the Circus World Museum in Baraboo, Wisconsin. But he kept the calliope, and the calliope appeared in Disneyland uh, parades until um, uh, the park's 25th um, anniversary in 1980, at which point it was repainted, that white and silver and blue that you, you see and it was shipped out to Florida for the 1981 Walt Disney World Centennial Parade hmm. and uh you know you would see it in the Christmas broadcast and all that they they had to readjust the um uh the volume of sound from the pipes because it was so strong it was shattering windows so uh and and then uh, uh you know uh, it, it it's been pulled out for um you know, a, a, a couple of events outside of uh, uh, Disney. Somebody told me it was in the Citrus Parade once and all that. Uh, but this uh... last year, 2013, it was pulled out as part of the limited time uh, magic promotion, by golly, and I wish I had known because I would have. Walt Disney World's just down the street. I could have gone down there and seen it in action, but I didn't know about it until after the fact. And uh, during that process, they, they found some uh mechanical issues that just needed to be uh uh readdressed, and so that uh uh enclosure over there was um uh empty for a long while, although sometimes they'd pull over the uh uh stagecoach that used to be in front of uh pioneer hall
1: mm-hmm.
0: but but there's nothing like the calliope nothing and and you're right the button the button is still there i haven't been there since it's uh, returned. But I've been told that yes, the button still works. So you know you can go over there, play that, and you can hear what that uh, thing sounds like, and it's all authentic, 1907. <gasps> and, and what a hidden treasure for people! Yeah, and and I, what I, a what a what a service, Lou <laughs> you are doing for all of your listeners to let them know about this uh, this free, wonderful experience at uh, at uh, Fort Wilderness there. And you're and right. It's, it, yeah, it, it's worth the trip. It's worth the trip to go there just just to see it, even if you see it just once.
1: You know. Yeah, and and you know, one of the operative words there is free, right? It is something free to do. You could take the whole family. You do you do not need to be staying at the campgrounds in order to visit this place, right? So, if you want some that that change of pace, you want to get out of the parks for a while. You want to do something different. You want to have a nice exp- look. I think going to Fort Wilderness is one of those things you could do sort of on a a half-day trip, right? You go to the parks Mm -hmm. maybe in the morning, you go back, you take a nap, you head on over to the campgrounds, whether you take the boat, the bus service, whatever it may be, you go and check out the blacksmith shop and the petting farm and the pony rides, do a, a horseback ride or a wagon ride, go over, check out what they call the happiest horses on earth, the Walt Room, the Dragon Calliope, and then at night, go either to uh trails end you go to crockett's tavern you go to hoop Do. doo you can go see the, the electrical water pageant you can go see the um, uh, the movie over at the you know with the campfire with Chip and Dale and, mm-hmm. and, and do and roast schmoes or s'mores
0: <laughs> you know it's, it, it's it's, it's because you want schmore of schmoes.
1: them. S'mores. <laughs> I was my bad toy story reference but that look it's a it's a great day at little or no cost, other than food and refreshments and things like that, and it's so off the beaten path. It is such a nice way to spend it. And who knows, you might even be inclined to say, hey, you know what, on a future trip, why don't we do something different? Let's get a campsite. Let's get a cabin. Let's stay at Fort Wilderness, right? See why people call that place home literally for months at a time because there's so much to do there. There's so many great activities there that are outside the park often at little cost. It's a great way to explore a a very, very hidden treasure uh, at at Walt Disney World like you, Jim Corkus. What a great salesman you are. You are a hidden...
0: They they, they should have you out there (laughs) giving giving this spiel uh, out in in the front there. I I will say uh, my brother uh, rented a cabin for uh, him and his uh, uh, son and uh, I went and visited them and My gosh, those cabins are just absolutely beautiful because you get a sense of wilderness and a sense of isolation. But with all those top quality amenities that you would get in in any Disney uh, resort hotel room, you know, so, and, and again, I still wish they had the Fort Wilderness Railroad over there. Yeah, yeah,
1: mind. yeah. You you can go but, hiking around and you can see little remnants of, of it uh, here and there. If you know where to look, you might find a little piece of of track <laughs> here and there. But, and, you know, and,
0: and yeah, you're right. Do, 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 do your research before you go. Do yeah. Do your research before but, you go.
1: But Jim, I, I and, do, I, I say it, I'm enthusiastic about it. Look, I, I get nothing for saying this, right? I'm not paid to say this by Disney. I say it because when I went there for the first time and I went back again, with my family, I was enthralled, right? I was enthralled as a Disney enthusiast, as, 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 a, as a history buff, the connection to Walt and, and the Calliope. I said, my God, I didn't know these things were here. And then I took my family and my kids were like, wait, we can go and ride the ponies? And I went horseback riding and they're like, wait a minute, this hoopty-doo thing is awesome. And the campground, you know, there was one thing after another, after another, that we started to really fall in love with, and I think it's so overlooked, and I want nothing more than to try and make people's vacations better, and if you've never been there before, there's a ton of stuff to do, whether you go alone, with your friends, with your family, with another hidden treasure like Jim Corcus, like, I, listen. <laughs> and,
0: and there there are penny press machines
1: up yeah, there. Yeah, I, yeah. I,
0: I think you should do a whole show on on penny presses and and now there's these quarter presses, too. Oh, uh, we, we did a penny press
1: it. show. Yeah, we did a penny press show, um, God, a couple of years ago. I'll have to link to it, or you can well, just search the site for it. Well, penny
0: presses have changed since then, buddy.
1: Uh-oh. The
0: world goes on. The world <laughs> moves on. They're not Jay pennies. Lenovo, it doesn't, it no, doesn't is no longer on The Tonight Show. I hate to break this to you, but the world changes. Wait, Carson's you know, not on The Tonight Show? Just because something happened to Disney, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, doesn't mean that it still exists that way or, I know. It, you know... Uh, 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 today, but, but yeah, it's, it, it, it's a wonderful, uh, area to just hang out in because it, it, it's, it's so quiet. There are tables, uh, you know, out there, as Lou said, go grab a bite to eat. I'm, I'm still surprised at the number of people who don't know, uh, uh, that the de do review exists out yeah. there,
1: you Look, know, uh, trails end best value on property. The best yeah, but, value but on it, property. It, but,
0: but again, I'm, I'm disappointed. They don't have the buffet for lunch anymore. They only have the buffet right. for dinner. But but I will tell you that their um, their luncheon menu, where you're just ordering off the menu, really good.
1: Yeah. And Crockett's Tavern at night?
0: most food is on Disney property, really good. Really, really good.
1: You can still see a wumper, albeit a smaller one. If you're a Davy Crockett fan, there's some cool Davy Crockett memorabilia. Rest in peace, the Mike Fink keelboats. But there's, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot. Listen, and there's also the, there's a playground out there for the kids. I, I mean, there's a lot of really cool stuff to do there. So Yeah, but, but don't forget the horses. The star for me oh, out yeah, there the are, are, are those horses.
0: <laughs> and, and, and again, those, those are the horses, just in case uh, we, we didn't make it clear. Those are the horses that uh, pull the um, horse-drawn uh, trolleys on Main Street. Right. And and there used to be four of them. In nineteen seventy one there were four horse drawn trolleys working that street. Now there's only one. And uh uh the horses start at uh, nine o'clock uh there and then by about uh one o'clock or so you after the second uh uh Main Street trolley show uh 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 the horses then you know come back, imagine, working uh, four hours a day. That's it, Max, you know. And um, uh, it's just, you know, to me, it's just, they're just beautiful. They're just amazing. You know, here's a fun fact. Here's a fun fact is if we haven't given enough fun facts. Uh, When the Disney Cruise started, um, you know, with the the Disney Magic back there in, uh, what was that, 98 mm-hmm. something like that there was discussion of having horses on castaway k uh for trail rides and and uh one it was finally decided though that uh you know would they be able to give them uh you know the same amount of care as they have on land and would it become an issue if uh the horses need to be evacuated from the island for for whatever right. reason you know when those uh uh, hurricanes hit a couple of years ago, you know, because horses can swim, but they're, they're not going to be able to swim for great distances. Right, right. So, uh, you know, that that, that could have been another uh, uh, wonderful uh, horse experience uh, over there. You don't need magic bands. You don't need fast passes. Uh, you just need a, a, a sense of, of wonder. And uh, as I said, if you don't want to uh, drive over, you don't have uh, – Access to a car or whatever, take the boat. And as and as Lou said, the boat itself is is, is an adventure. You you really do take a look at uh, uh, Walt Disney World through uh, uh, a different set of eyes.
1: Absolutely. And as we speak of hidden treasures and things that are beautiful and huggable and lovable, you fit into that category as well, Jim Corcus. You have the Vault of Walt Revised Volume One. Walt of Walt, Volume 2, Who's Afraid of Song of the South? And I've got a mental block again. To get the name of your Mickey book. It is... The it, Book of the Mouse. Bo- well, Book of Mouse. It couldn't the be... Any- of,
0: and and it, 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 I've been fortunate that it's it's gotten some really strong reviews. A lot of people uh, you know, go, well, I know everything there is about Mickey Mouse. I don't need that. And then they take a look at that. And I will tell it's you... It's the Mickey Bible. Right now, it is the Mickey I Bible. Am- I am in the process, I just took a break to talk with Lou, I am in the process of writing another Disney book, a Disney book that is Walt-centric, but has never been written by anyone else before.
1: Hmm. Period. Oh, I like the tease. So, I like the tease. Yeah, well,
0: well, again, when I was out in L.A., I talked with uh, uh, Ray Bradbury when I was younger, and Ray Bradbury always said, Jim, don't talk about the book that you're writing because people will just bother you. How's the book coming along? When is the book coming out? When, it, when is that third Walt Disney World trivia oh, guy yeah, coming out? You, you know, <laughs> so you don't tell people. You just tell people you're working on a book. You don't tell them what book it is you're working on.
1: Absolutely. And listen, I will and, put and
0: links. Thanks for being a, a great friend. I'm, I'm sorry I, 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 I miss seeing you up on a trail ride horse. It, it, it must have been as inspiring as, as, oh, yeah, as was John nice. Wayne or Gary Cooper or, <laughs> or Clint Eastwood, you know. I, I, I don't think kids know cowboys nowadays. No, but, they but don't. I grew, I grew up wanting to be a cowboy. My heroes were cowboys. Roy Rogers was a Yeah,
1: I remember Roy Ro- – listen, I, I'm sure one or two people saw the, lone ran- the new Lone Ranger, but I remember <laughs> the old Lone Ranger and, and Roy Rogers. And when you yeah. talked about the Triple R before – uh, mm-hmm. Over at Disneyland The first thing I thought of This is going to show how old I am Is there anybody who's listening who remembers Roy Rogers used to have a restaurant A fast food restaurant And they had the double R bar burger And that's what you reminded me of Was Roy Rogers on Terrell Road In Plainfield, New Jersey I haven't thought of that in 35 years So, Well, Roy Rogers
0: <laughs> had a museum And I went and I visited Roy Rogers At his museum And my heart broke He took a picture with me, which was great but he only comes up to my shoulder. <laughs> I, I, I keep forgetting that actors are so petite, you know. Listen, we don't like to, well, wait, the guy wait. Who, who would shoot guns out of other people's hands and would had trigger the smartest horse in the, the West and bullet the Wonder Dog <laughs> and, and 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 Dale Evans and 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 all the 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 Queen of the Wild West and. Um, Listen, I was taller than Roy Rogers. There's nothing you, wrong you, you with should, that. You, you, should, we, you should never be—you should never be bigger than your hero.
1: Listen, we get—I get, but, I, but I get but
0: a lot but of you're right. It, 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 it's come the time where we've got to say happy trails to you. To no, the, wait a second. I need to defend and all the other folks.
1: <laughs> I get a lot of grief for, for how tall I am, but Roy Rogers was short. Al Pacino was short. Iron Man is five six and a half. I could have been Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. Not a tall guy, but we're like Tiffany, boxes, well, Jim. You know, <laughs> d- 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 Good down- things in little con- packages. Downey's
0: contract <laughs> has run out. They're they're looking for and And anybody who can fit into that armor. I can fit into you the know, suit. That, that, that's it. <laughs> uh, Lou Ironman Mangella. Well, listen, I don't you know, have and, the- and, now, and now that you've lost all that weight, my gosh, you, you'll you'll just slide into that thing. No, listen. And and, I, and, and and the Black Widow will be right next to you, boy, hanging on your arm there. I don't what, have what the charm. Anyone
1: I don't have the charm or charisma or good looks of a Robert Downey Jr. an Al Pacino or a Jim Corcus. but listen, <laughs> you wrote a bunch of books. I'm going to link to them all in the show notes this week. Jim, this is always so much fun. I love doing this with you. We are going to go out to eat over at Trails End uh, one of these nights and maybe hit a little mm-hmm. hoopty-doo one night as well, too, and I know going to come back. we got a lot of great other things that we want to talk about soon, so uh, I-, I won't make an obscure yet very old uh, goodbye salutation with a Roy Rogers or anything else like that quote that nobody listening would <laughs> would understand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and all of you listening go to uh, www.themeparkpress.com They've uh, that, That's this uh, publisher that publishes my books and a lot of other really great Disney books. They've started a weekly blog. So uh, little bits of Disney history and all that over there. So that's another uh, uh, site to, to add to your address book there. Lou, nice. thank you so much. Looking forward to the next time we get together and can hardly wait what we're going to be talking about. But this was a lot of fun, and I hope some people discover... Uh, uh, Tri Circle D Ranch because of us.
1: Happy trails, my friend.
0: Happy trails.
1: I almost started singing happy trails to you until we leave again, <laughs> but again. <laughs> Time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I ask you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history, how while you pay attention to the details of what you see and maybe even what you hear for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I was talking to you about Sir Mickey's, the merchandise shop over in Fantasyland, and I told you that it was inspired by two classic Disney cartoons, One of them was the 1947 Mickey and the Beanstalk and I asked you to tell me what the other Mickey Mouse cartoon short was. Again, thanks to the hundreds of you who answered this one, all of you got it correct because it was, of course, the 1938 film The Brave Little Tailor. This is actually one of my personal favorite merchandise shops in all of Walt Disney World because it's rich in history, because of the details that are in here as well. Obviously, Mickey and the Beanstalk from 1947 was the last cartoon in which Walt Disney performed the voice of Mickey Mouse. But if you look around this shop, there are details everywhere, from Willie the Giant peering over the roof and the vines overgrown through the rafters. There's props all over the shelves and on the walls. Outside, the windows are filled with all kinds of great little vignettes. There's Donald and his nephews preparing to sort of don their armor and face the giant. There's also a sign from Mickey letting you know that he's out giant hunting. There's Maid Daisy Duck, Princess Minnie. Lots of clever details abound in this store both inside and out. Love the detail, love the story here, love the fact that so many of you guys got this one correct. Again, I took all of the correct entries, randomly selected one, and our winner this week is going to get all six of my audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom. Those are available over at wdwradio.com in the shop. Also, a luggage tag, a button, and a signed copy of my Walt Disney World Trivia Book Volume 2. And this week's winner is Lane Avalos. So, Lane, congratulations. Get me your mailing information. I'll get your package out to you right away. If you played this list this week and didn't win, thanks for playing, but don't worry. Here's your next chance in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So this week, we're talking all about horses over at the Tri-Circle D Ranch, and I ask you to comment in the show notes on our Facebook page or on Twitter what your favorite Disney horse is, right? I assume most likely it's from an animated movie, but who knows? It could be from live action. It could be a horse in the park. But this week, for the question... I want to talk to you more about horses in Walt Disney World. We know about the horses at the ranch, the horses on Cinderella's, or should I say Prince Charming's, Regal Carousel, Widowmaker over at Pecos Bill's Tall Tale Inn and Cafe. But there's lots of other horses and references to horses around property as well. Now, a lot of times when you think about horses, you can often find them in carousels or merry-go-rounds. And I know of at least two other carousels in Walt Disney World. So your challenge this week is to pick two, any two, and tell me where they are or what their names are. Pick at least two other carousels other than Prince Charming Regal Carousel and tell me the location or the name of at least two other carousels or merry-go-rounds in Walt Disney World. You have until Sunday, February 16th at 11.59pm to send your answer to Contest at wdwradio.com I'll give you the prize package with all the audio tours luggage tag, button, a Walt Disney World trivia book volume 2 and a surprise vinylmation just for fun so good luck and have fun that's going to do it for this week's show thanks so much for taking the time and tuning in this and every week don't forget to in addition to subscribing to the podcast and iTunes visit the website at www.radio.com for our multiple daily blog posts contests new videos free newsletter free app for your iPhone Android or Windows mobile device also visit the events page for upcoming events in Walt Disney World and around the country including our cruise on the Disney Dream and E-Ticket event this summer speaking of events Our next meet of the month is going to be in Walt Disney World, Saturday, February 22nd. It's over Princess Marathon weekend, long after the the half marathon on Saturday is over. It's going to be at 1 o'clock over in uh, World Showcase in Epcot. We're going to meet at the UK Pavilion. There's a seating area to the right of the Yorkshire County Fish and Chip Stand. There's umbrella tables up there by the water. Great place to hang out, grab a bite to eat. Come make and meet some new friends. Bring the entire family. Everybody is welcome. For more information, visit the events page over at wdwradio.com or the events page over on Facebook at facebook.com slash wdwradio. Also, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Lou Same thing for Instagram and Pinterest. Instagram and pinterest.com slash And if you want to be heard on the air, call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1 with a question, a comment, or just a hello from the parks. And if you have a question you want answered on the show, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com. Thanks, as always, to my partners and sponsors, including Mouse Fan Travel. They are my official and recommended travel provider with a coming-to-world, land, cruise line, adventures by Disney, anywhere on the planet. Becky and her team of agents can help you get the best possible prices, all available discounts at no additional cost to you. Visit them over at mousefantravel.com. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let your friends know about it, right? Tweet out that you're listening, share links, and come by and comment over on Facebook. And please review the show and the app over on iTunes. It's very, very helpful, very much appreciated. And finally, and most importantly, my biggest thanks goes out to you for letting me share my love of Disney with you in so many different ways. Don't forget to tune in Wednesday, 7.30 Eastern, over at WDW Radio Live. I'm very excited to finally reveal what 102 is. And again, I want you to follow your heart and follow your passion. Focus on what makes you happy and do it each and every day. Have faith and always keep moving forward. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great week. So until next time, see ya. you got a friend.